Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Canny Crystals the Podcast. I hope that you're all well and everyone's had a beautiful love-filled week. Ah. I've just had a bit of a surreal moment this morning. So, Francesca Amber from Law of Attraction Changed My Life. She's been messaging me the other day and she was asking if I could basically help her out and basically host a guest on my podcast and platform because she's a bit of a technophobe. She'll admit to that. Um, So I agreed to it. And her guest was only bloody Paul Brunson. You know, the love counsellor for Married at First Sight UK and Celebs Go Dating. And if you're not watching Married at First Sight UK, you're missing out. So I was like a little starstruck, to be honest. And obviously, as it was Fran interviewing him, I just had to sit there like chopped liver and listen to them bantering on. It was quite surreal, to be honest, to be the third wheel. I was like a little fly on the wall. But I love to hear the chat. So if you're not already listening to Law of Attraction Change My Life, go and give Fran a listen. I think she'll be putting the Paul Bronson episode out next Friday. I'm editing it and everything, so I'll be sending it over to her. So it'll probably be ready to go next week. So yeah, um, what else have I been up to? Oh, I've gone vegetarian. You're not a vegetarian unless you tell people. Um, So it's a bit of an, a weird one for me because... I was reading Wim Hof's book, you know, The Iceman, and he talks about how he became vegetarian and all the animal abuse that goes on in the abattoirs and stuff. And it just really made me think. So have you ever seen that horror film, Hostel? I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but bear with. Have you ever seen that horror film, Hostel? Because it's all about like people getting trafficked and then sold on the black market for the rich people to then torture them. And that's pretty much abattoirs when you think about it, but with animals. And this just basically knocked me physically sick when I really thought about it. My number one pet hate is animal cruelty. But the reason I say that it's a bit of a weird one for me is that for 30 years of my life, I was told that I was allergic to nuts. The irony. Um, And I'd be sat eating the most random foods, like a chicken burger, for example, And would all of a sudden start swelling. And within 30 seconds, I'm sat there looking like Jackie Stallone, basically. So for 30 years of my life, I've avoided nuts because I was told that's what it was. However, Johnny pointed out to me about three years into our relationship that every Christmas I devour Toblerone like there's no tomorrow. So I really started looking at the ingredients that I was consuming and the ones that made me super ill. And every time I ended up in hospital because of it and would have to use my EpiPen and stuff, I would go through the ingredients with a fine tooth comb. Anyway, to cut a long story short, it turns out it's been legumes all along. So legumes are the food family that kind of beans, pulses, peas and all that belong to. So that's why I've always had a reaction to hummus, for example, or 
why I was always gasping for breath with an inhaler in my nana and granddad's house when whenever they made like ham and split pea soup. So yeah, a lot of veggie and vegetarian like food has things like pea flour in and pea fiber and chickpea flour and pea protein. So I've stopped eating meat and now I can hardly eat anything. So I'm just going to survive on chocolate for the foreseeable and see how I get on. Um, Speaking of Christmas as well, just there, I've started on Christmas already. This is a bit of a manifestation story, actually. So I don't know if you remember last Christmas, but I ended up spending Christmas and New Year isolating in my house alone, ill with COVID. And it was just a really general, shitty, horrible time. And I thought that this year would be better. But I found out last week that my mom, God love her, is working Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. She's a nurse. She works in an old folks home. She is 60 in December. I'm taking her to London to see the other thing, but don't tell her. Um, but yeah, basically, she's a nurse in an old folks home. She works full 12-hour shifts. So she's working three 12-hour shifts back to back. So when she comes home after a 12-hour shift, she's not much fun, as you can probably imagine. She just wants to have her food. She wants to chill on the couch. She wants to watch TV and sleep, getting ready for the next day. So I thought about it and I just thought, you know, this year I'm going to close Canny Crystals round about the 23rd of December just for a week. I'll still be doing my socials. I'll still be answering messages and emails and all that jazz. I just won't be here to post out any orders. And to be fair, I think the post office is closed for a few days from Christmas Eve anyway. So it won't make too much difference. You probably won't even know. Shouldn't have even mentioned it. Um, But the reason that I'm going to close for a week, and this is a surprise. So Johnny, if you are listening, turn off now. He hates me spoiling surprises and i'll be very surprised myself if i actually make it to christmas without telling him any of this but he doesn't listen to this podcast anyway at least i don't think he does anyway the super supportive boyfriend he is um if any of our friends are listening please just keep this quiet but the reason that i'm going to close canny crystals for a week is that johnny is going back home to see his family in northern ireland on the 23rd of december So I'm going to drive up to Scotland with JJ, our little dog, and get the ferry across to Northern Ireland in the car and just turn up at his dad's with JJ as kind of a big Christmas Eve surprise. I'm like, ta-da. So this is a little bit of a manifestation, actually, because when I checked on the ferry prices earlier this week, I was shocked at how bloody expensive the prices were. So we're talking, I think it went up from normally £140 to just over £300 because it's Christmas. Bearing in mind, you can usually get a return flight from Newcastle to Belfast for about £60 on average. And so this is kind of like five times as much just to have the luxury of the car and to have JJ with us. But it's Christmas, so I thought I'll wait to see if the price comes down at all. Obviously, it's not going to, but I just thought, I'm going to wait. Wait it out. And I remember being sat at my desk the other day, thinking about how Johnny's face would light up when I rock up outside of his dad's, thinking about what he would say, how he would react. And it really put a smile on my face because I love to surprise people. Anyone that knows us will know I'm always doing little like things off the cuff for people. So come to think of it, I did probably manifest this next part unconsciously. But I had an email this morning off Tesco saying that my club card points were about to expire. And at first, when I read the email, I almost deleted it. You know, when you just think it's spam. Anyway, I went to log into my Tesco club card account. Who in the right mind remembers a password they set up for a Tesco bloody club card 10 years ago? Anyway, after many failed attempts um, and me trying to guess the password of boys' names that I fancied 10 years ago with numbers at the end, I kind of gave up and just reset it. And the bloody reset email didn't come through. So I had to check in my spam 
And then when it wasn't there, I requested it again and again and again and nothing, nothing at all. So I just thought to myself, this is the universe testing me, making me work for this money. So I messaged Tesco customer services. They got straight back to me on Twitter. I was so surprised. And I ended up speaking to about three people anyway, but I finally got into my old club card account. And I thought, what's the betting that I do all this? I look and I have something like one pound in there. Anyway, I was pleasantly surprised, say the very least. I had £47.50 worth of vouchers in there. (laughs) How? I have no idea. I was honestly shook. But what a nice surprise. And if you collect any form of supermarket points in any way, you might already know this, but you can go into the shop, you can get money off your shop and as normal, but... And here's the big but, Kimmy K style. um, If you spend them at certain places online, they multiply your earnings by three. Did you know this? Is this a new thing? I don't know. Like, it was the first time I've heard of it. So, for example, if you have £5 in club card points, if you go on the club card website, you can swap them out for £15 worth of vouchers for certain places. And these vouchers are for a lot of places, you know, like Alton Towers. I'm never going there again, even if you paid us. If you listened to the Halloween episode last year, you'll know. Um, You can spend them at, like, uh, food restaurants like ZZ, Pizza Express, Um, lots of different places like that. So as I was scrolling through all the different places that accept the club card points scheme, guess which company I saw on there? P&O Bloody Furries. Honestly, it was like these bells went off in the sky, everything around me lit up, including me face and me eyes. I think I actually let out a little excited squeal. It was kind of like it was meant to be. So anyway, I looked at looked at like the terms and conditions because there are sometimes like quite like, you know, like tight terms and conditions on vouchers, aren't there? So I thought, I bet any money you can't use these for travel over Christmas or something like that. And I just thought there was going to be like a little clause there. Do you know what I mean? Terms and conditions were actually spot on for what I wanted to use them for. So I clicked a few buttons. I've booked me ferry and I got £142.50 off the £300 total. All from me £47.50 club card points. Uh, like, isn't that amazing? And then as a final brainwave, something told us to book it through Top Cashback, which is obviously like it's a cash cashback site online that I'm a member of. Honestly, it's free to sign up. It'll do you the world of wonders. Like, I buy things online. If you buy anything online, use Top Cashback. You just go, like, if you're wanting to buy something at Argos, for example, you go on Top Cashback first, log in, and then you type Argos, and it tells you how much cashback you get if you go via them. So you click on Argos, you check out as normal on Argos, and then four weeks later, you basically get this cashback. It's amazing. Anyway, I usually do it all year round and then cash out at Christmas, and I usually have 200 300 pounds for the year. Anyway... P&O cruisers were on there as well, giving 6% cashback. So it only worked out at about £10, which I know isn't much, but it's better than a kick in the tits, isn't it, boys and girls? So I managed to get the £300 ferry down to just £148. Can you believe that? That's literally like half, all just by keeping the faith and giving the universe a couple of days to deliver. So yeah, I hope you like my little manifestation of the week there. Oh my God, I've just realized I actually manifested something else this week as well. Oh, right. Um, Okay, so back last summer, like summer in 2021, you might remember if you're an OG and you've followed me from Dear Dog, but my little doggy fell really, really ill through the summer last year. And it was quite a stressful and traumatic time for me and Johnny because JJ's nine now, so he was eight at the time, and he'd never, ever been ill before. Like, he's our first ever dog, and... 
When he started excessively panting one day, we thought he was just a bit hot. So we tried to cool him down and just, you know, we thought he was having a panic attack. But this panting like quickly turned into shaking and then it turned into vomiting, which then turned into him literally not eating or drinking for like, I think it was like four or five days. And if you've ever had kind of a poorly baby or an ill pet, you'll know the feeling that I'm describing because you know something's wrong with them but you don't know what, and because they can't speak, they can't tell you. So there was one Saturday evening where he'd vomited all over, and he just looked up at me as if to say, help? Sorry, I'm getting quite emotional at this. But yeah, he just gave me that look, and as he did, I just looked at it back at him, and a single teardrop fell from his eye, and that was it. I literally thought he was dying. So I'd had him to the normal vets maybe three or four times that week, But this was a Saturday night. It was like 7pm. The normal vets were all closed now. He'd gone through his medication that they'd been giving him. It wasn't working. So I rang the emergency vets. I popped him on my knee in the car. I drove up to Morpeth to this emergency animal hospital. And when we got there, I put him down on the floor in the reception area. And he vomited again and started to have a seizure on the floor. I was literally like, no good. It's I've got goosebumps thinking about this because it was... Such a horrible time. I actually thought we were going to lose him. I thought he was going to die. Um, I was screaming for help with the receptionist and things. Like, me poor little baby was just lay there on the floor, shaking, foaming at the mouth, eyes in the back of his head. And I just thought, this is it. I'm about to lose him. I'm about to lose my best friend. And the um, the vet came out and she carted off JJ to her back room. And obviously, COVID was quite rife at the time and they wouldn't let me in the back room, but I demanded I be in there as well. And I think the only reason they let me through is they thought he was going to die as well. So they did some scans. They gave him some fluids, some new medication. They took £600 out of my bank account on top of like the £1,000 that I'd paid the other vets with all the medication and stuff. And after a couple of hours, they sent us home and on our way. Uh, the price wasn't an issue for me. Like, I didn't have much in the bank back then, so it did go on my credit card. But I would have easily got out a bank loan if it meant that they've, like, they'd helped save his life. And a few days later, coincidentally, we were off to Northern Ireland. And we took JJ with us. And we were staying at Johnny's dad's house in the North Coast, up near the Giants Causeway. And I honestly think that that little break kind of helped him to recover. So we were right by the coast. So every day he was having his walkies in his favourite place on the beach. I'm looking at him right now. His ears are pricked up because I've said walkies and I've said the beach. And because we were both off work for the week, we were able to give him all the love and the attention that he needed to kind of nurse him back to perfect health. And I mean, fast forward a year, because that was July 2021, and you would honestly not think he was the same little dog. Like, he's just so full of life again. And anyone that knows me personally knows he is literally my little shadow. He goes everywhere with us. Like, every time I go to my mom's, every time I go to my friends, he comes to my office with us, he goes to me gym with us, <laughs> he even goes to the shops with us, like, half the time. Do you know what I mean? So... Anyway, back to my manifestation. The other week, I saw a Facebook competition for a local photographer. Shout out to Andy Brown Photography on the Quayside here in Newcastle. Whoop! And they were running a competition for a doggy photo shoot to capture some real professional pictures of your dog. And all you had to do was tell them why you think that you should win. So I told that story that I've just told you lot there and how when JJ was in that room being operated on and having scans, how I was looking through my phone at all the photos I'd taken of him. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course. 
and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. In the last, like, eight years, sat crying my eyes out, kind of wishing that I'd had some photos, like, with me in them as well, and with Johnny in them, as I literally had one photo of me, and like holding JJ and it showed me with the biggest double chin of my life. I was laying in bed trying to get him like in a selfie first thing in the morning. So anyway, my phone rang the other day and when I answered it, I was told that I'd won the competition for the free doggy photo shoot. And what's more, they said, would you and your partner like to be in the pictures as well? Honestly, like how lush. So yeah, we're going this Saturday being told to take a few outfits, take his like, favourite toys and stuff like that. So expect to see the images turn into Christmas cards, slapped all over socials and probably given out as gifts to family. Oh, that's actually a good idea, isn't it? Oh, I think when I surprise Johnny at Christmas, I can take a framed copy of the picture over for his dad and his granny. Oh, I've got to remember that. What a good little idea. Um, So there you have it. Two manifestations this week. One being the price of the furry coming right down, getting it for half price. And two, winning the doggy photo show competition. There you have it. And I'm actually going to tell you one more quick story as well. But this next story is basically what I wanted to pass the message around about in this week's episode. So... That's kind of having the Sarah attitude. So what will be, will be. So, you know that song. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> You're dying for us to sing it, aren't you? Kesarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. So I may as well start from the top. A few months ago, I was sat in the house. I was waiting for Johnny to come back from his food shopping. So I could take the car and kind of head to the gym. We both share one car, which is why I want my Range Rover. And the front door went and in he walked with the shopping bags. But I could just tell instantly that something was wrong. You know me, like I can sense energy. Sometimes with Johnny, I've got to ask him over and over and over again to get him to open up. Because I can always sense the shift in energy. So I asked him what was wrong. And he looked up all kind of coy and shy. And I could have slapped his little face off when he told me that he'd hit the car. Anyway, sorry, Johnny. I ran out to have a look at the car. And seriously, this scrape was kind of from the front driver's side wheel all the way down both doors and over the top of the back wheel arch as well. And when I asked him what had happened, he barefaced lied to us. And he told me that someone had gone into the side of him. When in actual fact... I later found out that he'd pulled onto a dual carriageway without looking over his shoulder to see what was coming and the van was coming and it smashed into the side of our car. Anyway, luckily both Johnny and the other guy were absolutely fine, but it took up so much of my energy to try and sort out the damage with the garages and eventually I just said to Johnny, you deal with it, this is your issue. But he kept asking me daily, what do I need to do now? Which garage do I need to go to? What do I need to ask for? What do I need to say to the insurance company? You know, etc, etc. And honestly, it drained the friggin' life out of us for three weeks that it took to get a quote, get it booked in, and get it fixed. All the while, I'm still driving around in our car, scraped up to hell with people staring every time I parked up because it was a mess. Anyway, once it got fixed, obviously all of that angst and stuff just went away. 
And it wasn't until last week when he came into the house one day full of smiles and went, morning, um, I've scraped the car again. He was basically driving down a narrow back street and there was a car coming towards him. So he pulled onto the curb and he slammed the car into the wall. Yeah. So when he told me this info this time, I suddenly had a moment of like, okay, this isn't forever. It's going to get fixed just like last time. Is this really worth all that angst, that worry, that stress and getting upset as I did last time? And quite honestly, I quickly realized that it wasn't. So I wasted so much of my energy last time over things kind of outside of my control that I just thought, I'm not going to let myself go through that again this time. So this kind of what will be, will be attitude. I don't know if that's maybe what supercharged me manifestations this week, but I'm certainly going to keep it up as much as I can. At the end of the day, Johnny will get the car fixed. It's not having any impact on me or my work or anything in my life. Yeah, it looks a bit of a mess, but it's only over the front tire, this one, like the front wheel arch. It's a bit of a mess driving around with a bit of a scraped car, but it's not the end of the world. So I want you all to just take a couple of moments right now to sit comfortably and to think about a certain situation in your life. Now, I want you to think about something that you're either upset about or you're mad about or even just something that takes up a lot of your energy and something that absolutely drains the life out of you on a day-to-day basis. This might be a situation. It might be a person, okay? And once you've got that situation or that person in your head, I want you to think about how that situation or how that person's kind of characteristic is out of your control, okay? Think about it. You probably have no control over the outcome of that specific situation, of that specific person, because most of the time we don't. But we ponder and we work ourselves up so much. We go through it over and over and over again in our head. We're unconsciously wasting so much of our physical and emotional energy. And when we do this, we waste energy when we think about it, but then we double the amount of energy wasted because then when it does actually happen, we go through the same situation, not just in our head, but in real life as well. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like we're going through the same scenario twice. The worst case scenario is that you only go through it once when you're worrying about it, because then it doesn't happen. Nine times out of 10, whatever's going on in your head doesn't happen. It doesn't come to fruition, or at least it doesn't happen exactly how it played out in your head. So you've still wasted your energy there. Does that kind of make sense? So by adopting this kind of worry-free attitude and letting things go, this is kind of the state of mind we get in when I ask you to ask the universe for something and then just know it's on its way to you. You've got to let it slide and think if it comes, it comes. It's honestly the best way to manifest. If it doesn't come, you try again. Okay. I mean, clearly it's working for me. Look at me furry and photoshoot manifestations this week. Just saying. Um, But yeah, when you go to attempt to manifest anything this week, get into that mindset of letting it go and releasing it because then your body isn't sat in this tense state of mind where you're constantly and actively looking for things. And instead, you're just allowing them to happen. You're allowing them to come to you, okay? If you sit in that state of looking for your manifestation to come to you, that's almost a sign of desperation. You're you're basically giving out to the universe that you are desperate for this manifestation. You're kind of, I don't know, tapping your fingers in impatience at the universe. You know, like, you're tapping your fingers. Does that make sense? You're being impatient. This is quite a hard thing to explain, so I do hope I'm getting this message across all right. 
So get into that state of knowing. Get into that Kesara state. Okay. I might even like trademark that the Kesara state. Get into that state. Okay. Let the universe deliver to you. You don't go on Amazon, for example. You don't order the same thing over and over and over again because you don't think it's going to get to you. You place your order, you get on with the rest of your life. You know that parcel's going to come to you eventually. Even if it's delayed, it's on its way. And 99% of the time, it will get to you. Does that make sense? You don't go on and think, oh, it's not here today. I'm going to reorder it. Okay, it's not here. The next day, I'm going to reorder it. You would literally do some investigating, a little bit of investigation if it was delayed. But 99% of the time, you know it's on its way. You get on with the rest of your life. You place your order with the universe. You get on with your life, okay? So give that a try this week and let me know how you get on. I want to see what the whatever will be will be attitude helps you to manifest. Just before I head off as well, I am still updating my website. So you can still go on and shop as normal. But these bloody filters, honestly, I spent this Saturday, Sunday, Monday, like the bank holiday weekend last week, about eight hours a day going through each product and tagging them with colours and chakras. And I think I'm on to like page 34 or 48. So I'm almost there. I'm two thirds of the way there. But it's a bloody task and a half. And then once I've done these, I've got to go back through them again, tagging the physical, emotional and lifestyle benefits too. Ugh. Anyway, once it's done, it'll be class. It's just taken a lot longer than I thought it was. Um, But speaking of my website as well, I've also got a few newbies on there this week. I decided to create some Feng Shui Wealth and Abundance Bull Bundles for you all as well. And I think at last count, as I record this, there are about 10 left. So get them while you can if you're after one. I did put 40 on there initially. I sold 30 in the last two or three days. They've gone absolutely crazy. They sound like hotcakes. I don't know why hotcakes sell, but that's just the same, isn't it? Um, It's basically crystals and feng shui coins inside of a silver offering bowl, ready for you to cleanse and just pop into the prosperity corner of your home to pull in and attract all that wealth energy. I've also managed to get my hands on some beautiful pieces of Libyan uh, desert glass as well, which I know the people have been messaging me about for so long to get in stock. And that's flying out too. It's quite expensive. It's not as expensive as Moldavite. But like Moldavite, I really don't have a say on the price of that because of the demand and the popularity of it and how it's grown, basically. So... The energy vibration of Libyan Desert Glass, it encourages the growth of your personal abundance and prosperity by its strong effect to strengthen your solar plexus. So have a listen to last week's episode if you need to learn about your chakras. If it is for your highest good, the Libyan Desert Glass can also assist you to manifest an increase in money. So no guesses as to what I've whacked on my desk this week next to me, Moldavite. I'll keep you all updated and let you know how that goes. Um, I've also got some new books, some new chakra bead bracelets. They're absolutely gorgeous. Go and check them out as well. And just as a little update, my luxury candles are coming this next fortnight too. I'm just waiting on the boxes and I honestly can't wait to launch these. They are stunning. Think Joe Malone, but at a fraction of the price. With, oh, with a little special something built into each one as well. You'll see what I mean soon. Keep your eyes peeled. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review wherever you're listening from. You know the drill by now. 
Oh, also as well, if you have ever purchased anything from me and you want to leave a review, when my website's been transferred, it's come across with no reviews and I can't export them because of a data protection thing. So if you've ever bought, I don't know, a rose quartz necklace, please just go on the rose quartz necklace like product page, go down to reviews and just quickly leave a, a 10 second review. Just say it's gorgeous or something. Please, it would really, really help me out. But yeah, podcasting is free. I don't get paid to do this. So your 10 second podcast review on wherever you're listening, that really gets me, um, it really helps me, sorry, be heard by others and pushed up the charts, which then means that more people get to hear about my website and that pushes the sales. So thank you all so, so much from everyone that left a review last week. I love to read through them all when I get my weekly roundup email with them all in. It's absolutely lush. It really cheers me up on a Tuesday morning. So thank you all so, so much. You can find me at Canny Crystals on both Instagram and TikTok. Drop me a follow, drop me a DM, let me know what you're up to this week. Don't forget to check out the new website and the new stock, cannycrystals.co.uk. Enjoy, and I will see you all next Friday for another episode. Have a lush weekend, guys. Bye. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.